What is up, Flip It fam? Welcome back to another episode of Flip It, where we flip your mind and change your life. A podcast for the ambitious millennial. I'm your co-host, Daniel Bullock. And I'm your other co-host, Chris Signo. And we are back with another episode, episode three. We hope you guys enjoyed the holiday last week. Um, just to mention, if a lot of you were confused why we didn't drop an episode. So... There's two reasons why we're not going to drop an episode on a Monday. It's either A, there's a holiday, which we're most likely busy with our family or friends, or, well, I don't know. What would be another reason? <laughs> we were probably on a trip somewhere. We were probably on a trip somewhere. But again, our commitment for this year is to post a, a podcast every single Monday, and we are going to commit that all the way through the end of the year. <laughs> That's the plan. Super awesome episode coming up for you right now. Um, basically, um, something we've been thinking about for a while and something we've always had on the back of our heads, but it's basically about the community we surround ourselves with and how it affects us. So Definitely. Yeah, so today we just want to kind of talk about like the people that surround you and not just necessarily like your friends, but your family as well um, and how that kind of affects your personal and professional life. Um, so... We'll kind of start from the beginning, I guess, our personal experience with friends. Um, so, Danny, how, how how have your friends changed, like, over the years? Like, from, I guess, grade school to now. Grade school to now. Okay, so, it's interesting, right? Because growing up, so I guess in my, my neighborhood, my neighborhood kids were very diverse. Um, and then when I went to a private school, literally from second grade throughout, like, all of college, um, it was a predominantly white school oh that's right you went to private school yeah so um it was interesting it almost felt like you're living two lives but not really Mm -hmm. um because i mean private school kids they're very stereotypical and with it being predominantly white um i guess growing up i kind of lost a sense of culture which is super weird Mm -hmm. right um but i guess friendship wise a lot of my friends came out of sports when i was a kid um if it was not sports it was through extra curriculum curricular activities during school and then after that went to college and then I had a lot more diverse group friends um so from a predominantly white friend group I went to a predominantly Asian friend group (laughs) and then I realized I was a horrible Asian friend because I would literally introduce my friends like my Asian friends I was like oh here's my Asian friend (laughs) (laughs) it was horrible (laughs) because that was so normal to me like growing up right right and then um from there, uh, I guess, going into my adult career life, I mean, I started picking my friends more, like, specifically, and how they bring, like, value to my life. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess a lot of it was just me trying to figure out who I was, and then trying to find the right people that works well with. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. How about you? Um, so, let's see. From grade school, honestly, like, I've always been kind of, like... I've always had like a good quantity of friends, but never like really high quality. Uh-huh. So like in grade school, like I would know like, you know, you have your like your, your those different types of like stereotypical groups. Like you have your yeah. popular kids, the sports kids, yeah. the nerds, the emo kids, whatever. Uh-huh. I was kind of like a balance. Like I, I had a friend in each one. So I was kind uh, of okay. like that middle ground. I really didn't have like my own group. I totally get that. I was the exact same way. So like, cause like I could, I could basically like vibe with anyone. Uh-huh. So like, I didn't really have like a specific group that I hung out with and uh-huh. I didn't really have specific like friends. I didn't have, like, I had my, my one best friend and he and I were pretty much the same thing. Like we just kind of fit everywhere. Yeah. And we were just there. 
um, kind of going into college, that's where things got a little bit more specific. Cause like, obviously like in a high school or middle school setting, you know, you're surrounded by, or you you see the same people every day. Yeah. Whereas like in college, you know, you're going to school with like 30 to 40,000 other people. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have to find your, your tribe and mm-hmm. clubs or like your, your classes. So you're kind of like more specific. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where I kind of grew like higher quality friends. Uh huh. Um, and then now it's like going to like adulthood and professional. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I carried a lot of my friends from college into my professional or like my adulthood life. Yeah. Um, and now it's like any new friends that I come with, I'm very like, like kind of like you said, like very specific Yeah. in terms of like who I let in my circle. Yeah. And then like, I noticed like as I'm getting older, like my friend group gets smaller, 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 yeah. which isn't a bad thing. Like it gets tighter too, in terms of the quality. Um, and I'm very like specific of like who I let into my mm-hmm. life and who, who I, even want to like get to know uh-huh. and then just kind of go from there. So, okay, let's go back to grade school. If you could label yourself in a friend group, what were you? Honest, label myself in the friend group? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like the jock or the... I, that's the, the thing. I, I really didn't think I have a label. I would say like, man, because like I played sports in high school uh-huh. and then like, you know, I was in... Who did you sit with at lunch? There's the question. Honestly, the nerds. Really? Yeah, like the nerd guys, like uh-huh. because like they were like interesting. Okay. Or like actually not even like yeah like the super smart intelligent people. Mm. But they were like they're not like, and I, <laughs> this is like no offense to anyone. <laughs> they weren't like you know like World of Warcraft or like yeah. that nerdy. But they were like the smart people that are also cool. Okay. So it's you. like these are the guys going to like Harvard, Yale all these Ivy Leagues and yeah. stuff, and they like super smart, but then they also like do stuff outside of that. Yeah. So I don't know if that was like, if you, <laughs> I don't even really call that a group. <laughs> How many people did you graduate with? Uh, my graduating class was a little over 800, I believe. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, okay. a little over 800, or maybe like a little under 800, I don't know, but it was like a good amount. Mm. Um, and basically like out of those 800, I'd probably hung out with a hundred of those people. Uh-huh. But then those hundred people were like all split up. Mm. So see, I graduated with a class of sixty-three. Damn. So <laughs> sixty-three people, and I think of those sixty-three, fifty-four of them or so I grew up with since like second grade. Wow. So I was like our same set of people. Same like, set of people like, year after year. Um, I mean, you kind of like end up forcing each other to be friends, right? Yeah. yeah. Even though like we probably didn't all have a lot in common. Um, and since we grew up with each other, we basically knew everything about each other. So like out of those 63 or 54 that you mm-hmm. knew, like how many of those friends are you, are you still friends with today? Okay, so the interesting part about it is, okay, so the whole high school is about 200 or so people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you end up becoming friends with, you basically know the whole high school for the most part. And I think of the whole high school, I think I know, I keep in contact with like three, maybe five people. Oh, okay. Consistently. Um, maybe not consistently, but at least every few months or so. Yeah, um, I'm the same way, because, like, out of the handful of people I know, I probably talk to less than five. Yeah, definitely like less today. than five. Or at least seen less than five since, like, I graduated yeah. high school. You know what's crazy? Speaking that we're, now that we're just talking about this, literally at the club yeah. this past weekend. I remember, like, I thought some <laughs> random guy, but apparently you know him. Yeah, I ran into an old high school friend after eight years at the club. Super random, but because we're talking about it right now. But, yeah, I mean, when it came to lunch, though, I guess growing up, like, 
I didn't have a friend group in particular that I just consistently sat with. I actually roamed the lunchroom and just went from table to table. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would would do the same in in some days. Which is, like, funny because, like, and it brings back to the attention, like, at Spring Awakening when I just randomly talked to the security guard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would always sit with the kid who sat by themselves at lunch and, like, try to have a conversation with Uh, them. Ah, gotcha. See, for me, I was like, don't be that kid. (laughs) I was like, you're going to go, like, walk around. Hey, it's like, oh, hey, you're you're in my bio class. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a or something. um, But as far as friend groups go, um, I think when I went into college, I started being a little bit more intentional about friendships because out of high school, I didn't have a lot of super close friends mm-hmm. I had a lot of really good friends but like number one in particular that I like kept up with over the years right yeah I, I've only had like one one good friend that I keep up with yeah. since high school and that's because we had like the same trajectory in terms so of like where when we you went from high school to college did you feel like you got more and more friends or did you become like a little bit more intentional I definitely became more intentional because okay. like from Literally the second I graduated high school and went to start college, it was yeah. kind of like a big restart. Really? Because like I I went to college. I went originally I went to UTA. Uh huh. And like I only had one other. I only knew one other person that went there. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like shoot. Like I had all my other friends. They went out of state, or like they went to other big universities. Um. So like, I don't know. It was kind of it was a weird time when like that transition from high school to college. Because I was like, uh, I was just I'm just gonna do me for a while so like I literally just had like a little side job and go to school and that was it and then that's when like I think it picked up more when I started joining like clubs and like organizations and then that's when I started meeting people and then going from there and of course going out (laughs) for me whenever I went into college I literally like got super excited because I mean my whole life I had like a small school right mm-hmm. so when I went to, whenever I went to college I was like oh my god all these people, all these people. I want to be friends with everybody <laughs> and so it was crazy yeah. because like at least in the first two years of college yeah I had like I literally had I felt like I had a lot of friends right mm-hmm. like I was the kind of kid that would literally just yell hi to you across the campus like oh. I was saying hi to everyone across campus <laughs> and like it felt nice just because like I always could be like oh I know him I know them but then I would like go back to my dorm and be like, dang, I have no one to hit up. See, that's interesting you say that because like, it's like you grew with no, like not a big class. Yeah. And then I grew up with a big class. So like, I didn't mind like not seeing anyone. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas you're like attracted to like the crowds or like trying to get more Mm -hmm. friends. And it was really interesting because like, even though I knew so many people on campus, I'd sit in my dorm on like a Friday night and be like, dang, who do I hang out with? Yeah. And it was a weird, weird feeling. Yeah. And so it's kind of like you have your acquaintances where you like you just know them, but like you yeah. guys don't like hang out like on a personal level. Exactly, and that's when junior year happened. I was like, you know what? I feel like I should probably like be more intentional about the relationships I make because mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, just because you have a lot of friends doesn't mean you have a lot of friends. Yeah. So I mean, I guess moving on from there. Yeah. I guess in your adulthood now, so like everything that you learned about like how you made friends, like how does that affect you? in terms of like everything, like your goals, your choices. Cause like, would you say you have a lot of friends today now? Um, I would say I have a lot, well, I like to think of everyone as my friend, so, but as far as close friends, I do keep monitor that a lot, you know? Actually, we'll rewind a little bit. So what do you define as a friend? Ooh, that's a good question. What do I define as a friend? It's like, what's a friend and what's an acquaintance? I feel like a friend is someone that's at least consistently being a part of your life, right? Okay. So like an acquaintance, you're, you're not interested or invested in their story or what they got going on or anything. A friend is at least 
maybe they're not there every year, but at least they're updating your, themselves with you and you're updating yourselves with them, that kind of thing. That's what I was considered a friend. Okay. What about you? For me, I'm, I feel like I'm a little more harsh. Really? Who I describe a friend. Like I, I've, I've kind of like drawn definitions or lines to uh-huh. between friend and acquaintance. And I feel like a friend is someone that's like, I've texted in the, like the last month. Really? Or like I've talked to or seen face to face. With the exception of like my friends that live like out of state. Uh-huh. So like for me, it's just like I'll meet people and like, hey, you know, I'm blah, blah. And like uh-huh. you know, meet each other and like, oh, we'll, we'll be out partying. But like, yeah, you're not my friend. Dang. <laughs> I mean, like. No, I get it though. But not like in a hard yeah. way. It's just like I hate to like put that label and then it's like it's not authentic or it's yeah. not like it's not like a. A, a strong bond. It's, it's yeah. kind of like me, like, um, it's kind of like one of the girls that we met this past weekend. Yeah. It's like me calling them a friend and then calling you a friend. You guys are not the same level yeah. of like knowing me and knowing, and knowing, you know, the other way around. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, that's my definition of friend is like, mm-hmm. if I know you and you know me, then we're cool. Uh, but if I, if it's like one sided or it's like, you know, we just uh-huh. met acquaintance <laughs> uh, or we've never had like you know a deep conversation or, mm-hmm. or you know anything like that mm. see I like label friends I re- it's really hard for me to put acquaintances because like acquaintance to me is like people I work with like yeah. I have no relationship with the people I work with mm-hmm. I'm strictly just work at least specifically on the military side right yeah yeah um, because like I don't know um, acquaintances is more of just like they're we know each other, we know about each other's lives, but I'm not going out of my way to, like, help you in your problems or whatever, you know? Or, yeah. like, I don't expect them, to, like, I don't expect to call them and then, like, them come, go out of their way to, like, help me out, you know? That yeah, kind of makes sense. So, and, and that's for me, like, for friends, it's just, like, those are people that I call an emergency. Yeah, okay. I don't know, maybe that's, like, a <laughs> very... See, I don't know, so, like, I think of it as, like, Instagram, where I have, like, my following list, my followers list, yes. all friends... But my close friends is... So, like, yeah, I do the okay. same way. Well, on, on my friends, like, are on my following. So, like, I have your yeah. followers and you have your following. Mm-hmm. I follow my friends. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, so where it's like, if I don't follow you and you follow me, it's just like, you're an acquaintance. Yeah, Sorry. okay, I got you. <laughs> but see, I follow a lot of people. <laughs> or it's like, it's in a more harsher aspect, it's like, yeah. I don't care to, to know you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> See, if you're on my close friends list, if you're on my close friends list, we've either had, like, a really special moment together. Yeah, same time. Or we've had, like, a really good conversation. If you're in my close friends, it's like, you know, there's, like, specific things that I want you to know, like, that I'll share to you. Yeah. Like, I really do monitor my close friends, like... Yeah. I I really like that feature because, like, I use that a lot because now I can narrow it down to, like, these are the people that I care to share my life into or, like... Yeah they can see me in my, like, yeah. wildest times yeah, so or whatever. Yeah, followers, if you're in my close friends list, you should feel super special. You should be super special. <laughs> you know what? Close followers, like, my close friends are probably, like, 30 people, maybe. Oh, mine's a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, 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 it's very small. Yeah, I would say it's a lot. So in comparison to how many people I'm following. So, if you're, yeah, if you're on there, it's, like, it's a very... Uh, intimate place. Intimate, <laughs> intimate sharing... Uh, platform (laughs) (laughs) so how's your friends essentially let's say from i guess your mature life in your mature life how have your friends affected you and like your choices and like your goals Mm, i think it's everything because like you know kind of like we described i don't feel the last episode but like so like you're the average of your five closest friends yeah and and average is up for 
discussion in terms of you can either be above the average or below the average or yeah. you're just like a median and so the way I kind of like choose my friends nowadays is just like you know what, what, what do you bring to the table mm. and it's like do we have the same mindsets are we compatible and on top of that it's just like are you um, what's the word like mentally balanced <laughs> you're normal. Are you normal? Yeah, I mean, are you, are you normal? Like, come on, there's some weird people out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as what that, how it affects me now is just like, you know, it, it takes an account of like what I do on a daily basis and how I can plug my friends into that too. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, you know, we travel a lot. If I if I meet someone that doesn't like traveling, like, <laughs> you're already like not even on the list. Like, or it's like if you're not hardworking and you're just kind of like. You know, you're happy with whatever job you have. You're like, you're not looking for anything more or you're not looking to progress your life any higher. For me, I'm like, I'm very like, you know, achiever mindset where I was like, I, I like people that are not content with what they have now. And they're always constantly reaching for that next level. And I feel like all my friends are like that. And for that, when I, when I attract people or when I get attracted to those types of people, that pushes me in turn. Because then, like, I see them working, it makes me want to work harder. And then, you know, go from there. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much the same way. Like, I think um, with the friends that we have now, I was super drawn to it because I naturally am drawn to being out of my comfort zone. And, like, with the friend group I have, I constantly, constantly being pushed to a different level. Yeah. Whether it's, like, school, well, I guess back then, academically, and then career-wise, or even just life in general, you know, always constantly being out of my comfort zone. The reason why that's so important to me, um, because I'm in a business of relationships, and the more I'm able to experience, the more I'm able to relate to my future clients. And that's really important to me and how I live my life. It's because I don't want to live a small-minded, closed-minded life where I have uh, blinders on my eyes and see head-on, straightforward, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I want to be able to expand my knowledge, my experiences, and be able to share that with whoever I meet in the future. And that's kind of why it's so important to me to have friends or a surrounding that is constantly changing how I experience life. Definitely. Now, like, so do you... I have a question. Do, you, do your mm-hmm. parents have a lot of friends? No. Not that my you point parents, that out. My, well, I guess friends that they carried over the years. Hmm... So how how they or now? More or less. So my mother, so my dad <laughs> is interesting because his friends are my mom's friends essentially. <laughs> yeah, same. So like the reason I asked that is because like I always think about like our older generations and parents. Yeah. Like I never really see my parents like other than people that they work with. Uh huh. Like they never like go hang out with friends or like I'm going out with so and so. Like they never have like. Yeah. So it, it always makes me worried. Where I'm like, is there a certain point where like. The people I'm seeing now, I stop seeing, or yeah, I don't know. It makes it, it makes me wonder, like, you know, what do you think is your your future outlook on like your? Friends? I thought about that too because I I when I watch my parents how they interact with like their friends. Well, a lot of the my parents' friends are from the church and like church family friends, right? Yeah. Um, and they end up becoming like family to us. So, right, right. um, there's that. But as far as like how I imagine my life and like my friend group, like, I imagine them like. Since we're all very similar in age and like in our place in lives, like I can imagine all of us taking the steps towards together and eventually like 
you know, like my family's your family, and like you know, I mean, imagine our, our little kids being best friends, going to the same school, you know, playing sports, you know, <laughs> the dream, <laughs> you know, like both our kids are on the same soccer team, and we're sitting by like our little lawn chairs, and we're both drinking a beer. <laughs> hey, go 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 trip your uh, days, kid. <laughs> you know, I mean, I would like to think like the the people I have in my life are gonna. It's called stay in my life. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like we've all invested so much in each other. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's for me. I always wonder that because like I've seen. I, I. It's very rare cases I ever see like my parents hang out with someone that they hung out for like years before. Yeah. That's like not professional. Not someone they met at church. Not someone they met at the store. For sure. Yeah. But I think like they still stay in contact with them, whatever it may be. But yeah. I don't know. It just seems like that older generation doesn't make a ton of effort to like keep up and like yeah. visit people I know my mom does but she, most of her friends are like in the Philippines mm. whereas like my dad like he never really talked well actually I'll reverse that he talks to a lot of his friends from Facebook Facebook really helped that generation out yes 100% 100% so actually I'll back that up maybe it's because they didn't have social media so social media does help connect like reconnect friends yeah for sure um, but yeah I guess kind of just moving into like our, our, our closing topic so me and Danny kind of like conformed this list uh, and basically, this is like what we believe is friends that you should have. Mm-hmm. And there's five types. And I'm not saying, and we're not, and we're not saying that you know you have to have one of each. Like this, all these, all five of these types could also be one person. And like, what's great, and and I feel grateful for is like I feel like a majority of our friends, if you could agree, are all five. Yeah. Or yeah. can be all. Or at least a combination. Or a combination in some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one. Is gonna be your hype man and your motivator. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if we were saying that together. But hype man and motivator, bro. Your hype man and motivator friend. Hype man and motivator. As you can tell, this is Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny could be a hype man. Yeah. But anyways, like your hype man, motivator friend. So these are like people that are going to hype you up and motivate you. Lack of a better definition, <laughs> but but basically these are the people your go-to people to like amp you up and like they're gonna support you in whatever you do exactly and I think the biggest thing is like your your motivation is a very how do you put a a roller coaster right because you're gonna have some days where you're super unmotivated and then you're gonna have some days where you're on your high motivation Mm -hmm. like I feel like these hype man motivator people they're constantly just hyping people up yeah you know like even if they're having a down day they're still gonna be like no you got this bro like go for it Full send. You got it. You know exactly. Um, if you if you need a hype man motivator, I'm right here, guys. Yeah, just like Danny, Danny's really a hype man. <laughs> I'm not a hype man. I'm sorry. I'll be a motivator, but I, I'm not. I can't be a hype man. <laughs> All right. So the second friend you should have your emotional support friend. This is someone that you can talk to about anything, but you know. If you're in your feels, <laughs> you can talk to them. You talk to them about not necessarily like relationship stuff, but like, you know, anything. This yeah. is your person that you can show your feelings to and you're not going to have like necessarily any judgment. Yeah, I think that's the biggest key part about the emotional support friend is it's a judgment-free zone. Yeah. You know, um, allowing them to have like, I feel like the emotional support person is really good at providing a safe environment for someone to tell their story and they're able to empathize or at least someone gives some sort of solution to whatever you're going through in life, whether it's relationships or work or career progression or something personal, like something happened in your family. 
like the emotional support friend is I think is probably the biggest one that you need because I mean some people don't want to go to therapists if you don't want to go to therapists yeah. you need that emotional support friend that's going to be there for you yeah I like to call this like kind of like your comfort friend like yeah. you, you know when all hells break loose like this is the, the person you look up to mm -hmm. um, so the third friend that you should have or we recommend I feel like you know it's a little forcible <laughs> you should have but mm -hmm. I think you should have um, non-bias and logical friend now this is the this is gonna be your <laughs> guiding no. light <laughs> this is you <laughs> i feel like I, yeah i feel like i can be non-biased yeah. and logical i'm i'll tell it to you straight you know that. <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. i'm not i'm not i'm not there to hurt your feelings i'm just being you know real yeah that's all <laughs> <laughs> when i was going through my breakup signal was like the most non-biased logical person because he was he was trying to do some like <laughs> unspeakable things <laughs> no. <laughs> no but this Specifically with the non-biased and logical, it's when you're going through things in life and whatever it may be, it's really easy to fall into your emotions and, you know, be clouded, have clouded judgment. And with the non-biased and the logical friend, they're really good at separating their emotions and their thoughts. And so they're able to give you sound solutions. Yeah, I, I always say like, this is kind of like your compass friend. It's always gonna show you like the right direction. Um, but yeah, just kind of like Danny said, like. Sometimes your emotions will cloud your judgment and you need so you need that second opinion and that's where I, you know, that's kind of where the logical non-biased friend comes into play. Um, fourth friend you should have. Danny, you want to announce this one? Because you, you definitely recommend this one. <laughs> the fourth one, you should definitely have a spontaneous and adventurous friend. Um, I think for me, that is definitely a huge one because, I, like I said earlier, like I love being completely out of my comfort zone, comfort zone and changing my environment, the spontaneous and adventurous friend is gonna do that for you. They'll be like, hey, let's go get dinner tonight. It's like, but I I was gonna go watch a movie on Netflix. Like, exactly. no, nope, we're gonna go get dinner. This is like the curveball friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need the friend, like this is the friend that will, and I have like a good number of these, but like the friends that will literally, I don't know, pack a bag and get on a flight tonight as if you're down. <laughs> exactly. Like we definitely had a friend not too long ago, literally yesterday, buy another plane ticket for a friend. Exactly. To get there that night. <laughs> Very spontaneous. <laughs> That's about so, spontaneous as you can get. Yeah, and you know, those are just the fun friends. Like those are the yeah. friends that keep, you know, keep things lively, keep things like a surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, and then lastly, the last friend that you should have, or the last type of friend that you should have, is someone better than you. And not necessarily overall, but in some aspect that you're trying to attain. Whether it's like physically, mentally, financially, emotionally, spiritually, all those types of like traits you have within yourself. You want to have a friend that's better you, or in that image that you want to chase after. I absolutely agree. Because... I mean, at the end of the day, um, I like personally, I feel like if I'm the smartest person in the room, um, I'm not in the right room. Right. Because I constantly want to move up in life. And if I'm already at my ceiling, there's no more room to move. And so when you have that friend that is better than you in whatever aspect of life it may be, um, at least you have something like a vision of something you want to move towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, for me, that's the biggest thing that I always try to find in my friends. And, like, everyone I know now, they're all better than me at something. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, like, I want to, like, match or attain to. And that's why I always look up to these people. So, like, everyone, that I would say this is probably, like, my most important one out of all the, all the uh, things that you should have in or look for in friends. I think this is 
personally my my favorite one or the yeah. one that I look for because like nowadays as my my friend group gets smaller and like over the years like it's definitely been higher quality less quantity and like it's it's weird in a uh, not necessarily like in a bad way but I feel like I purposely cut out some friends like year by year or like I don't necessarily cut them out but like you know the relationship isn't as strong as it was before yeah. because I don't you know I, I feel like I don't bring any value to you you don't bring any value to me mm-hmm. you know we're kind of like <laughs> yeah no, I totally understand because like my parents would constantly they still bring up every once in a while like hey do you still keep up with this person yeah. from high school I'm like no I haven't seen them in 8 years I have no reason <laughs> that's my mom in every ex honestly <laughs> she's like you still talk to so I'm like no no like why I literally had nothing to offer them and they had nothing to offer me like yeah. there's no reason for us to stay in contact exactly and so, my parents are always like why why I know why. Yeah, like, what happens? It's just, it's just happens. <laughs> it's just what happens. But yeah, I feel like someone better than you. Like, I think that one's super important. What, what are you doing? Out of all five of those, which one do you think? Which one do you look for? So I definitely do like this, the mentor, the someone that's better than you aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me is definitely the emotional support one yeah. because, or it's either that or the non-biased one. Yeah. Mostly because with me, I know. I like to be very independent mm-hmm. and it's very hard for me to look for help. Okay. And so with these two specifically, with the emotional support and the non-bias, with me being trying to be very independent, um, I l- suppress a lot of my emotions, mm-hmm. um, which then bubbling up and then spewing out somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And the emotional support friend is there. And then when I'm in that state, um, the non-biased friend is able to, you know, guide me through the emotions and kind of like separate the emotions and decisions. Makes if that sense. makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, those are those are my two big ones: um, the emotional support and the non-biased. But as far as all of these go, I mean, these are all five amazing friends that I think everyone should have, regardless if it's one of each or a combination of all of them and some particular person. Um, the reason why we chose these is because we find these in our friends and that's how we ended up choosing our tribe and our squad. And like we mentioned before, it's like, you're the average of your top five friends. Mm-hmm. And whether it's gonna be emotional support or that you need the hype man, try to find those people because that's how you're gonna progress in your life. And those are the people that are gonna help you get to where you want to be. Because those are the people, like you need to surround yourself with like-minded people. And when you don't, you're only gonna hold yourself back. Definitely. And then, I guess in a more personal aspect, so like, mm-hmm. I said that you're the hype man motivator. What do you think you are? I'm the hype man motivator. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took a, the reason why I know that is because I remember in college you took a personality test uh-huh. and one of my things is encourager. Oh, okay. And so, I didn't, it, didn't re- it never really clicked to me mm-hmm. until like I joined FSA and I'm like always the loudest and most energetic person. Uh, okay, makes sense. Um, and then if you notice every time we were like hanging out with the friends, I'm always typically the louder one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you're, you're definitely the uh, high man motivator. <laughs> what yeah. about you? What do you think? I mean, like kind of like you said, I feel like I'm non-biased and logical. Like I tell people, I tell to people straight. Like, yeah, you, I, you definitely do. Because <laughs> like I think that's one thing that I, I do like take a lot of pride in is like mm-hmm. over the years I've kind of learned to separate my emotional side with my logical side. Mm-hmm. Cause like I used to be like in high school, my emotions would like cloud mm-hmm. my judgment or whatever. And now like over the years, I kind of learned to like separate the two. That's like okay, what makes sense and what's what's a, a feeling and what's what's logical. Yeah. So for me, it's just like 
I kind of learned how to do that. And now I'm like, okay, I can apply what I've kind of like learned to myself on, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully help others and make a, a clear judgment. I can go down a whole rabbit hole with this, but I feel like I'll save it for another episode. What? <laughs> like, I want to ask you, like, do you feel like it's because you haven't been emotional towards anything? Like, you haven't been in a position. I don't think so. What do you mean? Like, a relationship, for instance. When was the last time you've been in a relationship? I mean, you haven't known me. Everyone else has. That's the thing. You're the only person that, that doesn't um, know me as a, in a relationship. But that was how many years ago? It was three. Four. Four. Oh, my God. Four <laughs> years. Okay, so before, four. <laughs> four years ago, Chris Signo. It's not the same Chris Signo now, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then, like, the past three years, because I feel like what we're talking about now is how we've been feeling the past two or three years. Mm-hmm past two or three years, I feel like you haven't been in a position where you needed to be emotionally invested into something. Because everything has been like a business thing or a, a entrepreneurship thing. There's not a lot of emotional investments in your decisions lately. Besides this dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> my puppy that's sleeping right next to us right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. That's true. I mean, like, I think for me, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. That's a that's a topic for another episode. Yeah, we're, maybe after hours. Yeah, after hours talk. We'll 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 dig deep in a signal eventually. We're gonna, we're gonna bring that up in dinner. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me wondering. Just like, am I? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm just like, damn. I'm about to have like an existential crisis right now again. Like the other day, whenever who was it? Um, Jen. One Jen's. A, She's like, oh, like, I didn't talk to you because you're intimidating. I'm like, am I intimidating? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, all new to me. I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't yeah. think I was. Is that why no one talks See, to me? I think that's the thing. Because when you've been single for a while, you're pretty confident in yourself. And you, like, have a self-image of yourself. That's true. And then... I mean, for me, it's, like, for the long... For the, the amount I've been single, it's just, like, by choice. Because, like, that first yeah. year... I was single, it was, it was kind of like anxiety. Uh-huh. I was like, shit, I like didn't know what I want or mm-hmm. what I want. And like, I'm, you know, going on dates and no one I'm not really clicking with. I'm like, uh-huh. it's, it's me, it's me. It's and then like, I guess over the years, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I was like being like a little bitch turning into a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Where I'm just like, I don't know. I've, bec- I've become more independent over the years where I'm just like, okay, if I'm going to like emotionally invest into something, that's like. Mm-hmm. I logically know what I'm looking for now. Yeah, I got you. And I think the biggest thing is because, like, I don't know. When you're single for so long, you learn to just trust your own logic. Not even that. I, I, I think what I've noticed is, like, because this is the longest time I've been single. Because mm-hmm. over the years, I've always been in long, or long invested relationships. Yeah. Like, my past two relationships were, like, three, four years. And it's just like, okay, now I've been single for almost three four years <laughs> and it's just like i think it's because like i've i've learned to kind of like fall in love with my own mm. independence and it's just like now it's just like it's like intoxicating mm. or it's like i like being alone i like having like my, my space and time and it's just like it's gonna be very hard like i, I say this <laughs> i say this as i'm like but like i feel like it's gonna be really hard whenever that someone does come around like i open up and i like i feel like i'm like creaking through the door <laughs> like, <laughs> just like making sure <laughs> I was like are you sure oh, no, I think that's just me okay maybe, we'll, maybe we'll, go on, we'll, we'll go on a tangent next time maybe yeah. next episode <laughs> we'll see probably in the Valentine's Day episode oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause last year we went into me this year we're gonna go into Sigma uh, we, can, we can do it that's fair so if you did you last year you can, you can do me 
<laughs> all right y'all well thank y'all for listening for another episode of flip it uh we went on to a little tangent about signal's love life for a little bit oh don't worry we can go we can go on a rabbit hole <laughs> but the biggest takeaway out of this is that you know the people that you surround yourself with are super important they're the be they're gonna be your guiding lights through the toughest times they're gonna be your your north arrow in your compass i'm trying to think of another north analogy. star north star <laughs> you know i almost got it um but yeah like it's you can't do life alone man that's the biggest thing and it takes a tribe a, a community to get to where you want to be a family <laughs> okay toretto <laughs> a family <laughs> all right guys well hope you guys enjoyed this episode um Stay tuned next week for episode four. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and all of our social media platforms. Um, yeah, that's it. All Bye, right. guys. See ya.